Intermediate Meeting, March 30, 1980. LL Research, Channeling Hatan and Lytos. Unknown Channeling. I am known to you as Hatan, and I greet you in the love and the light of the Infinite Creator. It is a great privilege to blend our thoughts with yours at this time and through this instrument, and we thank you for the opportunity. This evening, we would speak to you in a small parable, for often that which is true can be seen better when it is seen as part of a story. And so for you, my friends, we write a story of a prince who had a kingdom. Standing upon the turrets of his castle, the prince gazed over the great domain over which he reigned, and he was very glad, for was he not a prince, and did not all he saw belong to him? He was by nature a kindly man, much given to good deeds, and merciful in action, living at peace with his neighbors, skilled in diplomacy, and without any blemish that could be seen. How he loved his kingdom. He loved his friends and his forests, his farmlands, his villages and towns, and the lovely castle which had been improved and added to over centuries until it was indeed a glorious sight with spires and castellations, towers and watchtowers. And once every year, in the castle keep came all of his people rejoicing that their king was so just, so mighty, and so powerful. One day, the winds of change came upon the kingdom. Boats of a foreign and strange creation landed upon the shore, and within a very short time the peace-loving king was removed quite utterly from his reign. The joy of centuries diminished. The ownership of land, field and forest changed. The king escaped because of the love of his people, for they took him in as one of them, and he began life anew as a humble cottager toiling in the fields, carefully guarding the forests and serving the new lord of the land. And once a year, the people, fewer each year for fewer remembered, would come to visit one small village, and they would kneel before one old cottager, humble and full of years. And he, well adjusted to his new life, would say as if in ritual, Do not bow your knee to me, for I have no fields and no forests. I have neither land nor estate and his people would remain on their knees and say, We praise you as our king, because you have taught us goodness and peace. This cottager, who had been king, died quietly, and the kingdom remained, unhappy now, scourged by heavy taxes and unfair practices of all kinds that reduced the villagers and the townsmen to near slavery. And in the length and breadth of time, came there those with books and knowledge. And slowly, very slowly, the kingdom again changed 
so that it began to balance between total peace and total aggression. Amidst all these experiences, my friends, amidst all those who were loved and those who were unloved, the creation of the Father grew and flourished in its season. Fields and forests, birds, animals, fish, nothing of man truly upset the creation of the Father, for there is a love in such balance and of such power that its ability to heal itself given enough time, is perfect. We are aware, my friends, that each of you are in a different situation, with different perspectives. Some of you dwell under a good and peaceful ruler, either yourself, another being, or a great ideal that you seek. And so love rules your life, and all of your movements are graceful, and that is well. Those of you to whom we speak, we ask that you meditate upon the meaning of your fortune and upon how you can share your love. Some of you dwell under the angry queen. We correct this instrument. Some of you dwell under the angry king. You are in slavery or bondage to yourself, a habit, a possession, another person or a false ideal. We ask you in your meditation to ponder the reason for your slavery and how, through sharing your difficulties with the Creator and with your friends, you may free yourself from all addictions, limitations, and difficulties, and be healed. But those who are fortunate, and those who are not, are often one and the same person in different moods and at different times. And so we speak to all of you when we ask you to look up outside your windows, outside your world, into the world of the Creator. Try not to miss one single day of the creation, for your days are numbered. And it is written in your holy works, All flesh is grass, that blooms for a day, and then it withers and is no more. In your season of blooming, watch the creation of the Father, for it too has its cycles, and they are quick. And the understanding and the healing in your watching of that creation is very great. All of those in the creation of the Father are designed to be of service one component to the other. As you pass along beneath your trees, remember that they are breathing oxygen to you and cleaning your air. Think of the gentle rain as it falls upon the thirsty earth, producing your food, and the wind that spreads the beautiful clouds in the gentle rain. Watch the insects as they create fertile fruit and flowers, in the creation of the Father, each thing is a mystery that cannot be known, can only be loved and appreciated. And if you spend some time with the creation of the Father, you will find that it asks only one thing of you. It only asks that it may love you just as you are. The rain and the sun shine on all of you, 
criminal and saint, fool and wise man. The trees shade all of you. And the presence and the consciousness of the earth is one of total acceptance of you. It is a great sorrow of ours that many among the peoples do not reciprocate this feeling. But we are aware that many of the peoples are now becoming aware that their planet loves them and that it is deserving of love in return. Your fortunes will pass, good and bad. The kings of your life will change, but the fields and the forests will be there for you. When your internal lessons are not audible to you in the silence of your meditation, walk out into the incredible beauty of the creation of the Father and open yourself to communion with that which only desires to be of service and to love. We are aware that this instrument has reservations about what we have just said, and she is doing well about not analyzing our thoughts. And we would answer her reservation because we do feel that it would be of service to others also. There are those elements in the creation of the Father which seem very competitive and warlike. As one of your poets has written, nature red in tooth and claw. But this, my friends, although it may seem destructive, is a means of balancing the species so that each may live according to their best strength. For instance, you may perhaps be aware that wolves, as they are known among your people, are considered vicious because they kill the caribou in the northern country, and the caribou are a threatened species. However, if you will look more deeply, you will find that the wolves are removing from the pack of the caribou those who are sick and old and would hinder the caribou from reaching winter pasture land. Thus, the wolves strengthen the caribou while they themselves are surviving in their own way. We are aware that this does not seem altogether without violence. However, the creation of the Father includes that which is known to you as violence. The difference between the violence in nature and that in man is that in nature there is a purpose to be fulfilled which is helpful. At this time, we will pause and allow our brother Lytos to work with each of you. I am Hatan. I am Lytos, and I also greet you in love and light, my friends. I am very happy to be with you, and if you will be patient, we would like to work with some of the newer channels. I would like to begin with the instrument known as D. If she would relax, we would like to attempt to make contact with her and say just a few words to her at this time. I am Lytos. I am Lytos. I am again with this instrument. We will remove the conditioning from S at this time so that he may be more comfortable. He is making a great breakthrough in hearing our concepts and has difficulty 
only because of an emotional reaction to doing something which he has desired to do for quite a while. As he becomes used to this contact, it will smooth out and the feeling which could be described by this instrument as the rush will no longer incapacitate him from being able to speak. We are profoundly grateful to you for spending this time with us, and we will be with you at any time that you request it, either for conditioning or the meditation, or for conditioning for vocal channeling such as this instrument is doing at this time. The choice, my friends, is up to you, and we have no prejudice, for it is not everyone who desires to become a vocal channel. But indeed, you are all channels in your way, and we believe that the conditioning which enables you to meditate can help each of you. And we in turn have great need of vocal channels, for, as we have said many times, there are those who will be asking questions and we cannot come among you without interfering with your free will. For there are those among you who do not wish us to be here. And so we must speak through people such as you to share with you what knowledge we do have. It is no knowledge you cannot have, for this knowledge is your birthright. It is simply that the forgetting is so great among your peoples that it amounts to a deep sleep. You who are awake are greatly welcomed. We will join you in meditation, my friends. For now, I leave you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. I am Lytos, Adonai. I am Hatan. And again I greet you, my brothers and sisters. Our friends of Latouille send you greetings. They are very taken up at this moment with observations, and so we will attempt to aid you in answering any questions that you might have. Is there a question at this time, my friends? Questioner. As we are now moving into the fourth density, what does that hold for us? What changes will there be? It's called the Age of Understanding, so explain what this all means. Hatan I am Hatan. We are aware of your question, but it is somewhat complex. Not because you meant it to be, but because the information comes from several different levels. This planet, in this density, is moving into a more pleasant aspect of this density. There will be, on this density of this planet, another cycle of third density following the conclusion of that which even now is occurring, having to do with the end of the cycle. Namely, the weather changes, the natural changes in geography, and the possible armed disputes and economic disasters that will be part of this change. Some of the people now dwelling upon your planet at this time will repeat that great cycle which, depending upon the various gravitational changes and electromagnetic variations, lasts somewhere between 75 and 78,000 years. Such a cycle 
you have already gone through, and the harvest is at hand. You are being harvested as you leave the physical plane. Those of you who love yourself more than your neighbors will go through this particular classroom again, learning how to love. That is not called the golden age. That is called repeating the grade, or that is what this particular channel would call it. However, there will be a harvest, and this harvest of people in a body finer, or shall we say, more dense than the spiritual body, a body which we could almost call the angelic body, but we will simply call it the spiritual body, for that is the name you know. In this new body, those who graduate, those who love others more than themselves, will enter the golden age and will become of a part of the inner plane system of this planetary sphere, or will have the opportunity to go on to do work in other spheres depending on their vibration. For the most part, those of the golden age will remain upon the inner spheres of the planet Earth, for in the vibration of those who are sensitive to the higher love and light vibration, there dwells a calling to service, a great desire to help those who have gone before, and in the realization that a fourth density personality does not yet have the ability to project through thought in time, through the dimensions, such entities will choose to be of service in their own backyard, shall we say. In the golden age, love will be seen. It will be a highly creative and a highly satisfying change, for when thoughts are visible, then no deception is possible, and thus, if love does not abide, it can be approached through communication and understanding. Would you like to question us further about this golden age, my brother? Questioner. After we pass into this next phase, will we be helping other peoples of our own race achieve the level we've achieved? Hatan. That is correct. Questioner. Will it be a time of more love in our race as a whole? Hatan. Those who have not graduated will begin where they left off. Those who have graduated will be given such a glimpse of truth and love that there will be a great explosion of love in your inner spheres. And thus, the vibration of the planet as a whole will be greatly enhanced as more and more of your peoples join those who dwell in love and light. Thus, we must answer you, yes, it will be a time of greater love. However, you will always find that there are those who, of their own free will, choose to take a long, sad, and lonely path through darkness. And this you and we must allow them to do until of their own free will they turn to the sunlight and seek love. Does this answer your question, my brother? Questioner. Yes, can I ask some more? Hatan. You certainly may, my brother. 
Questioner. Will our civilization still have government the way it is? Our present society creates a lot of resistance to the love in our race. Will this be the case then? Hatam. At the beginning of the next cycle, there will be a breakdown of your government as you know it in the third density, and a type of dark ages, shall we say, as it may well be called in the future, will descend upon your peoples due to the fact that you have built a very fragile society in your, shall we say, civilized culture. Things will become more simple, and it is only a matter of conjecture as to what the free choice of those entities at the time will choose. However, in the fourth density, there is no need for government as you know it, for the rule is freedom in love, which means that no one obstructs the freedom of another, nor would wish to harm another. And since that which is needed can be created by thought, there is no need for the labor on a cooperative basis in your society. However, in order for you to help, your work will be of a collective nature, melding and becoming one with each other so that you may, as a group consciousness, work for the good of the planet which nurtured you and which you now wish to nurture. Therefore, although you will not have government, you will be working as a unit in attempting to grow ever closer together. As we are talking about two different dimensions, you can see that each density will have its own culture and society. Questioner. My last question. Will we maintain our physical existence along with our spiritual self the way it is now, or will it just be the spiritual self? Hatan. My brother. We did not say that anything was just the spiritual self. We think that's the star attraction here. However, we understand the meaning of your question. You will have what will seem to you to be a physical body in the fourth dimension and in the fifth dimension. In the sixth dimension, which is a light dimension, and from which our brothers and sisters of Latouille come, there Side one of the tape recording this session ends here. We pick up on side two. Questioner. Is our evolution to become a ball of light and lose the body altogether? Hatam. We are aware of your question, my sister. The goal of spiritual evolution is the transformation of consciousness the Creator has given a proper shape and configuration to each level of consciousness, so that each transformation is accompanied by a transformation of the vehicle, so that the consciousness may be housed in the most appropriate vehicle for further learning and growth. To attempt to grow spiritually in order to become a ball of light would be like attempting to, shall we say, become a flower or a cloud. The form of consciousness is not within the power or provenance of an evolving entity. 
it is not anything for that entity to be concerned with. The only concern of the seeker is that he seek. To be a seeker is the basic drive of the nature of all mankind. The basic question of your life is, what do you seek? When you understand what your most basic desire is, the priorities of your existence arrange themselves accordingly, and you set about your path, seeking as you go, using each minute as a vehicle for learning about that which you seek. Thus, instead of nullifying desire in removing oneself from acts of will and desire and longing, we ask that you become intimately familiar and totally honest with all of your desires on whatever level they may be, denying none of them, understanding them, and appreciating that the Creator has made you with these desires. The question is in how you order them and how you moderate them according to your most basic desire. In this way, you begin and continue on the road of spiritual transformation. You are attempting a mutation of the mind and spirit. You can do this only by opening yourself to that which is true. If you call it good, if you call it God, if you call it love, if you call it Buddha, if you call it Jesus, we do not object. You may call it the unnameable. Whatever it is, we ask you to seek it and to know yourself as a seeker. The prize does not go to any form or design, but to the man with the greatest heart and the greatest will to know. We are not speaking of true believers who attempt to win the world to their ways. We are speaking instead of people who realize, finally, that their greatest single endeavor in life is to be themselves. This we offer you from what knowledge we have. Seek not any form. Seek not to become a ball of light. Seek to be yourself. Seek to know yourself. Seek to share yourself. For it is you yourself who contain the essence of all that there is. It is written, as above, so below. And we say to you, each cell of your body knows the body. If you take a cell from your arm, will it produce an arm? No. We say to you, it will produce a body. If you take a cell from your leg, will it produce a leg? No, my friends, it will produce a body. Thus, know yourself in all your parts. Know all of your thoughts, those which are basic, those which have to do with existence, with security, with power, with things with which you may not approve. Know all the good things. Know all the things that you had forgotten about yourself that are quite lovely. And to know most of all your inner true and perfect self, that self that changes only very slowly and through many life experiences, growing ever closer to the Creator, 
sparked by the Creator and returning to the Creator. Does this answer your question, my sister? Questioner. Inaudible. Hatan. As always, we thank you and are grateful for your questions. Is there another question at this time? Questioner. Most of this question is inaudible. Essentially, it was, we cannot be objective in this life or in this body. We'll all be understood when we are in spirit. Hatan. We are aware of your confusion, my sister, and we ask only that you relax, for the truth is so simple that it is almost always missed. We give you a very simple truth, and it is so simple that the intellect rejects it. But we tell you all that we know of the truth, and that is that you are a being created in love, that you walk in love, and that you may at any time choose to act with love, thus maximizing the effects of learning in this dense and sometimes difficult life, as you call it, that is so brute. It is a very common and everyday affair for those who seek to slip by habit into old patterns of thought which are negative. This is understood and should not be a source for self-blame or any sort of guilt upon the part of the seeker. You are simply adding 2 plus 2 and receiving the answer of 5. There is no guilt. There is a simple error involved. The illusion is very strong among the peoples, and in order for you to be able to control your reactions to those things about you which cause you to initiate patterns of behavior that are negative, we can only suggest that you meditate daily and seek to ground yourself in what we call a tabernacle of yourself and the Creator, a holy place within your own breast in which the Creator may dwell, as in a tent as in an oasis, so that you too may repair to your own heart and to the Creator. And from that gentle and well-watered garden, thereby remember not to react to circumstances which cause the negative feelings of which you are speaking. It is nothing more than a habit of mind, and when recognized as such by the use of daily meditation, and by the constant reminder of the Creator within, can be slowly eliminated so that, eventually, in one area of your life and then in another, two plus two will begin to equal four. When you are dealing with habits of very long standing, the error is sometimes very difficult to catch before it has begun. Thus, above all, do not blame yourself or feel less than confident or less than spiritual because you have made an error. Simply begin again, for in the Creator all things are new, and at any moment you may begin anew. And each time that you find yourself in negativity, simply begin anew. And that is the beginning of a new life, for the Creator is such that 
once two plus two is four, he does not remember the error, and nor should you. We hope that this helps you, my sister. Questioner. Yes, thank you. It is very, very reassuring. Hatan. We are very glad. Is there another question at this time? H. About the volcanic action in the state of Washington. Does it have any particular significance for earth changes at this time? Hatan. Yes, my brother H. It is one of many volcanic actions that have begun to take place beginning in 1976. And these volcanic actions will continue along with other earth changes for some time to come. H. Is it possible that other volcanic eruptions could occur along the coast of this continent, the west coast? Hatan. We can speak only in probabilities. There is a great deal of positive energy being sent to California, and this is aiding the situation in more ways than one. Consequently, the outlook there is better than it would have been had not people been working on the earthquake situation there for some time. However, the probability is approximately 35% that volcanic actions in Alaska and Hawaii will occur. H. Thank you. Hatan. You understand, my brother, that this is only probability and can change. H. Inaudible. Hatan. Yes, my brother. We are aware of your familiarity with statistics, so we need not have asked that question. However, there are others in the room who are not as familiar with probabilities and how they may change in time. Is there another question? My friends, it has been a great pleasure for us to speak with you. We wish for you to realize that our speaking is not perfect and our knowledge is far from perfect, but that our love for you is as great as our being and our desire to serve you in any way that we can. We thank you for reaching out to us and we encourage you in your own seeking. I am Hatan. I will leave this instrument in the love and the light of the infinite creator. Adonai Vasu Baragas. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the One Infinite Creator.